welcome back to May Contain Violence. I'm David. With me is Mallory. We're talking zombies. Uh, welcome back. Hi, Mallory. Hi, brains. <laughs> brains. <laughs> brains, by the way. Oh my <laughs> um, all right. This is our third and final uh, look at zombie genre. Mm-hmm. I intended it for a two part, and as usual, it has stretched on to one more. But mm-hmm. uh, this, this will be the final part. Um, now that we've kind of covered the the two kind of benchmark eras of the zombie uh, genre, now we're just kind of going just going to talk about what we enjoyed um, from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been such a deluge of zombie material ever since, I mean, really, ever ever since that second resurgence. Um, and with, with the Walking Dead television series. Yes. Which was a massive hit and was, you know, one of the most watched shows not on a net not on a network sh- uh, channel. Mm-hmm. A good long while. And yeah. uh, that's a win for the horror genre. Yay. Yay for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but since then, I mean, there's been so many different um, projects that have come out, uh, variations um, from source materials, from you know, uh, strict scripts to uh, mangas, uh, to Japanese comics, to regular North American comics, uh, mm-hmm. books. It's just been, it hasn't really died. I, I think there's been Kind of highs and lows, but we've never seen a complete end of zombie uh, fascination uh, uh, since uh, Walking Dead uh, debuted on uh, AMC. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Walking Dead. Even though you ha- had highs and lows as well, mm-hmm. you definitely spawned the imagination, kickstarted the imagination of. Uh, zombie fans and uh, are continuing it mm-hmm. it or leave it as you will but it's 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 a genre that has subsisted now for gosh over how long now <laughs> we're why. talking like well if we're talking yeah. from Romero we're talking like at least 60 some odd years now that it's it's sort yeah. of has uh, has sort of existed yeah. <laughs> and we're not even talking about even prior to that like all those I mean we ha- we have only included Romero-esque reanimated corpses there's such a variance in the genre like you know like you had said 28 days later um, yeah. and and I mean there's and, uh, and I mean there's like computer and like computer generated zombie corpses and and, and Resident Evil and their take on it and it's sort of just like it's sort of grown and sort of taken on different just different takes on it yeah across the zeitgeist so it's i mean in different eras of tv we've had certain genres kind of persist and stay at you know the forefront Mm -hmm. 80s it was kind of um 
action heroes who are also private investigators. Like there was also <laughs> very glamorous ladies living very glamorous but dramatic lives. Not to yeah, to, yeah. not to point towards Real Housewives, but we're talking Knots Landing and and Dallas and yeah, and yeah. big hair and big personalities. Exactly. It, it, <laughs> it was well the night the nighttime drama like ruled. Yeah. Um, in the, in the, in the nineties, we had probably the police procedural really yes. at the forefront and medical procedural drama as well. Medical. Yeah. Yeah. Medical procedurals as well. Uh, and that has continued into the, into the two thousands as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, and, and, you know, way before that we had, uh, and we had Western West. There was a, there was a time where every single network had a Western and sometimes back to back to back Western. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, you we, had gunslinger, you had gun smoke, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it goes on forever, you know? And then we had also period dramas were very popular for a period of time in the early nineties as well on, on television right. at night, you know? Yeah. So I mean, they still exist, but I mean, it's much more of a mini series as opposed to an extended series now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, zombies have been a constant and 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 pretty consistent on television and in the theater uh, since mm-hmm. since the early two thousands now. Yep. And um, it shows no sign of. Slackman, I just watched the trailer for Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which is oh, that looks amazing! By the way, thank you for sending me that trailer. I was just like, (gasps) and I showed over the trailer, and he's like, like he doesn't know what to from his perspective, he doesn't know how to what to make of it. He's like, okay, like I was like, I'm like first David, I'm like just imagine David Bautista, and he's like, okay, and I'm like Las Vegas. He's like, oh, okay. And then like, army of zombies, like almost intelligent level zombies creating a society of their own, you know? And he's like, okay. And then I show him the trailer. He's like, okay. And that was it. That was just <laughs> literally like, I don't know what to make of it. If I- I'm still going to watch it, whether or not he wants to watch it with me or not. But uh, there's, I'm, I'm so ready for this. Like, I yeah. just, oh, <laughs> me, me too it looks like a hell of a lot of fun they got some uh cool actors in there mm-hmm. uh, just some new ideas well i mean we've seen intelligent zombies before but mm-hmm. uh, this this like has a nice almost kind of tribal spin to it exactly uh, it sort of has like a mad max max sort of yeah you know remind me of oh man that that film with um Oh boy, what was Thunderdome? No, not Thunderdome. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. It, it was, it was, it, it, it was about it, it, uh, infected London and they cordoned off an area, and in that area were like tribes and cannibals, and uh, Rhoda Mita, Mitra had to go in there to get some sort of cure. Oh, wasn't that? It was not supposed to be like twenty-eight, like months it, it, later or something like that it, like it felt sort of like that but it it, it was it was like mad max meets it, it infected zombies man okay so i got that kind of vibe from it um but uh these zombies are freaking agile as hell in, in army of the dead 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like it's it like appears Zach, they are. <laughs> yeah, Zach said like, you know, I had running zombies in my remake of Dawn, but they were still kind of mindless. So now mm-hmm. we're of intelligence as well as be fast and agile and like next level super zombies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Can't wait. It does. It does. And you know, to me, it's sort of sort of like gives me like dead rising vibes but not in a hokey way like it's going to be a lot of fun there's going to be a lot of like violence a lot of gore and i'm yeah and i'm i'm down for this Uh, but uh you know it's just oh like as soon as you showed me it like sent me that trailer i was like oh yay this is gonna this is gonna fill up my night in a good way. I won't have to go back to all these period dramas that I've been watching lately. <laughs> like the, the 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 remade Kenny Rogers song, the gambler playing in the background. Oh, yes. That was it that I mean, I love Zack Snyder. I think he's fantastic. He has such a he such has such a lens yeah. for action. So I he I don't know he's just he's a he's awesome and I I, I loved Watchmen, I loved Three Hundred, so yeah. it's just gonna be it's gonna be a wild fun ride, and yeah. I hope that Dave Bautista at least makes it to the end, or <laughs> I want my money back. Uh, yeah, killed, <laughs> killed off within the first ten minutes. So oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm gonna get my popcorn ready. That this is a popcorn movie <laughs> i i'm pretty sure zach snyder a zach snyder film can afford batista for the whole film I, i'm pretty sure i i'd hope so <laughs> um so yeah i mean big uh it, w- it was supposed to be theaters it's going to be what's well, going to be theater and then very quickly to streaming because they may yeah, he had to deal with netflix Mm-hmm. And in this day of age, we kind of need this streaming stuff. I, I'm sorry, studios. I know it's you are losing money. But guess what? You're also losing money because the theaters aren't open. So mm-hmm. playing that it's going to streaming service because we're not getting out of this pandemic anytime soon. Yeah. This is right. This is how Hollywood has to work right now. So you have to yeah. adapt to die. I know, um, but it's so sad. I mean, I just miss it. Is. it. And I, ah. I, yeah. Yeah. I just miss it so much. I just like right. if I could have one thing back, it would be to be like I, I've said this so many times to you uh, over the course of this this past year. It's just how badly I just want to go back into the theater and watch a movie and have the popcorn and just and to be able to do it any night of the week, whether it be a Tuesday or Wednesday night. You know, just being able to go on a whim to go see a movie. Without I mean, any restrictions to do I know, so. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I feel the same way. But yeah. I'm, I'm happy this is going to stream. And I'm going to oh, enjoy yeah. it. I'm going to... I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rent Mortal Kombat when it comes out. I rented Godzilla versus Kong. I'm yeah. still supporting the, the industry this way. I am not pirated these films or anything i i will pay you your your premium 25 dollar price on it um yeah because i do want to support the industry and i do want to see good stuff but uh this is the way like 
we have this is the way life is right now and is is going to be for the foreseeable future so i'm I'm sorry denis Villeneuve. i would love to see dune in theater i would and i know you're very upset that it it's going to stream but i know i'm gonna pay the ticket and you know if these theaters open up in the future and it gets re-released i'll probably go see it in theater as well so yeah uh, it's not the end of the world and um, you know we just gotta just gotta push on exactly uh so yeah that that was that's army of the dead uh i i urge any fan of uh zombies uh who, who would like something seems a little different to watch it i mean I, I do hope they have an explanation why they just don't nuke Vegas. <laughs> See, as they use a lot of nuke testing sites in Nevada anyways. Mm-hmm. But it must be, they, they got to have some reason why they don't want to do that. Um, but uh, I, I, I think don't... it's all those neon signs. I don't think they want to destroy all the neon <laughs> they signs. They don't want to destroy the... Yeah. Not the neon graveyard. That that's a plan for me. I would love to go see the neon graveyard before I die. Yeah, really. (laughs) Um so yeah, zombies uh still going strong. Still going strong. Um and uh I'm gonna start with I was gonna start with a a later one I wanted to talk about, but uh, sorry, an earlier one, but I'm gonna talk about one that I saw just recently, which was a Canadian production called Black Summer. On mm-hmm. the tele- is a short television series. Uh, they are up for season two. Uh, now you have not seen this, right? No, I haven't. Okay, so I'm not going to do any spoilers on this, but it it's just a nice kind of back to basics uh, zombie film. Uh, it has a little bit of 28 Days Later vibe. It has a little bit of uh, Snyder's Dawn of the Dead vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a real focus on humanity being at its worst and at its best at once so Mm -hmm. it doesn't really do anything new but it's also kind of a breath of fresh air after convoluted zombie stuff we've been having uh, Mm -hmm. like we haven't really had a a good kind of back to basics and uh, well shots and and tension um, uh, ramping up uh, look of it um how best to describe it probably the first 15 minutes of dawn of the dead in mm-hmm. this neighborhood um that's that's what it felt like to me uh and it, it just carried out throughout the show with with a couple of band of survivors uh this is at the very early stages of an outbreak um so it it's it really is like that morning of dawn of the dead where people are waking up and there's there's you know an infection going around <clears throat> it stars uh jamie king who mm-hmm. i haven't seen in a while um and i didn't recognize oh i there was one other person i recognized um uh, can't remember her name though it was a uh, uh, it was a, a chinese or uh, actress anyways i i, I uh, but Jamie, Jamie King is the, the, the standout. And she's really good in it. Um, she plays a mother who got separated from her kid. Her kid made it to like the safety zone, like being carried out, but uh, she got left behind. And it's mm-hmm. her journey to get to the uh, evacuation point. Mm-hmm. And she meets other survivors on the way. Um, 
but they also they they, they follow a couple of groups of uh, survivors uh, and who face some really interesting but horrific uh, moments. Uh, really good attention uh, building. Uh, pretty uh, pretty scary zombies. These guys can move fast as well because it's early infection. No one's rotting away yet. Uh, mm-hmm. It's supposed to have been. They say it's set in the same universe as uh, Z Nation, um, which is a zombie show that was on Sci Fi Network, but was, was more of a tongue in cheek. Yeah, it was. Lean on comedy uh, moments. Um, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't get too into that. I only got like three episodes in and I, I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, no, it. It wasn't, I mean, I, I agree with you in that sense because I think it also came a, a period of time just around The Walking Dead where they just started throwing zombie, 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 zombie at us. And yeah. it was really hard to really pull yeah. what pull from the good from the bad. You had to watch it and, and, and take, a, take a chance. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I watched a few episodes of it. I didn't quite enjoy it. Um, I, I don't know. It kind of gave me like post Shaun of the Dead um, vibes. Yeah, but not quite as witty. <laughs> no, exactly. Agreed. It wasn't as witty as it could have been. Um, but yeah, I just uh, for for me, yeah, I agree. It wasn't it wasn't a series that I could really get myself into. Yeah. And um, as a whole. Yeah, I, I don't know if I ever give another try with, with a different mindset to go again, but. Um... Anyways, um, but Black Summer does not feel like that at all. It it, it, mm-hmm. it has a very different feel, so it mm-hmm. does not feel like a prequel to that series in, in terms of tone. It it takes itself much more seriously, and mm-hmm. uh, it's much more grim. So, uh, yeah, I I would recommend it. It was eight episodes was the first season. Mm-hmm. They have been renewed for a second season. Uh, it got pretty good uh, critical scores. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was one episode that made me feel really uncomfortable, <laughs> but uh, in, in, in a good way. That I'm glad that show was able to do that. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. it just it just takes place like six weeks after the zombie apocalypse, so it's very early on. And uh, yeah, I I recommend it. It, it was one, and it, it's. It has a uh, varying running time. It was like anywhere you would have a twenty episode, twenty minute episode to like a forty minute episode. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them were within the twenty to thirty minute uh, long, but they were they were very uh, it was very tight, uh, very uh, well crafted, and no no lag time at all. Uh, you get to know yeah. the characters very well. Good character development. Uh, yeah, I uh, I recommend it as Canadian, so I doubly recommend. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, put it on your list. I will put it on my mm-hmm. list for sure. <laughs> um. And okay, well now we'll talk some of we can both talk about how about mm-hmm. a bit of Zombie Land. Yeah, um, I love Zombie Land <laughs> so so much. I mean, in terms of the tongue-in-cheek humor, um, the gore is just the right amount of level of gore for a zombie film. Uh, 
great characters, great actors, just great plot. So, I mean, and, and also a cameo from the great Bill Murray. So, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I yeah. Anytime you get to see Bill Murray, it's it's, it's such a joy. So, and Bill Murray as himself, or a version of himself. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, it did it was it was a quiet one. Yeah, but it was a quiet one. But it uh, it actually made more money than uh, the Dawn of the Dead uh, remake. Yeah, it did. Yeah, surpassed it. Yeah, uh, 60, 60.8 million in 17 days. Yeah. Which is crazy. What year did it come out of? Uh, 2009. It was theatrically okay. released in October. Yeah. Second. Because that was, I actually saw that in theaters. That was, Me too. I saw the trailer. I was game. I took a few friends with me. Um, I took one friend who I've told you about that is is easily scared by everything in in the in, and I mean this movie is tame. Yeah. Pretty. In terms of it's not that it's comedy, but she managed to find even this movie terrifying for <laughs> her. <laughs> so I mean, I, I just was just like, nope. She she screamed the whole way through and the one part that got me out of everything was a goddamn clown. So, oh, um, you have he, you have a fear of clowns. I don't. I I I, I as uh, as I've come along, and I mean, I was completely scarred by Pennywise in the miniseries <laughs> for uh, it. Um, but yeah, like there, there's just something about a clown coming out of nowhere that just freaks me out like just why would it even be there why would it conceptually be here there's no reason for a clown to be here so i mean it's one thing if it's in a park like if it's in a theme park or a birthday party like i can expect that there's going to be a clown i can Uh mentally prepare for that but if it's a clown popping out of nowhere what are you doing (laughs) why why are you i i get it clowns aren't supposed to be scary they're supposed to be um, basically ambassadors of joy and, and happiness. Uh-huh. And that's their whole, that's their whole thing. Yeah. But, you know, there's certain clowns, like hobo clowns freak me out. Um, <laughs> Pennywise's clown freaks me out. You know, just those specific clowns. Uh, I mean, um, and I also just from history, you have like John Wayne Gacy, who was just like, uh, like just he dressed up as a clown, so you have those yeah. car- people from like reality where you're like, nope, no, I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm, I like I I won't ever like you. I won't ever like be completely terrified by a clown, but I also don't want to be stuck in an r- entire room full of clowns either. <laughs> I'm not gonna put myself in that situation. If it's a single clown, I'm good. But if it's a room full of clowns, I'm not gonna go. Like, no thanks. Mm-mm. I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was such a sidebar. But <laughs> stay tuned next week for our all clown episode of Make oh, Violence. Where we'll be watching seven clown-based horror films. <laughs> oh, are we gonna t- watch Terrifier? That was um, that's a good one. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've heard not great things about it. it, it don't if you're not into like real, real like torture stuff. Yeah, don't watch it. I've heard about that one scene. Yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, back to Zombieland. Um, yes. Starring Woody Harrelson, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, um, and Little Miss Sunshine. Ab- Abigail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely a skewing on the comedy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, we 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 kind of follow Jesse Eisenberg's uh, uh, character as he uh, soon uh, meets up with a. Uh, a very rambunctious uh, zombie uh, killer expert in Woody Harrelson's character. Uh, everyone, I love him. Everyone is named after their state that they're from. No, the town they're from. The not town the state. they're from. Yeah, sorry, the town that they're from. So that was that was a neat little uh, yeah character uh, uh, trait that, that. I think that was like a good setup because Woody Harrelson's like no names. I'm Tallahassee. Yeah. Where are you from? And it's like in Jesse Eisenberg's Columbus. Yeah. And then there's Little Rock. And I forget what Emma Stone's character's name is. Oh, God. Wichita. Wichita. Thank you. Kansas. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, 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 he uh, Eisenberg's character is kind of the narrator of, of the film, at least yeah. for the, the beginning. It's kind of told through him. Um, mm-hmm. It's the, it, the zombie disease uh, mutated from mad cow disease, and yeah. it got transferred to to human disease. It turned into mad zombie disease. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just them uh, uh, surviving. I don't think they really had a goal. They're just kind of well. I know Woody Harrelson's character had a goal. Yeah, Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> Twinkies. Didn't it make you really want to have Twinkies after oh that? Oh my god. It did for Twinkies. What I mean, it was yeah, I was totally what angry. Ghostbusters did for Twinkies back when they said <laughs> it's like it's the size of a that's a really what, what Ghostbusters did for marshmallows, I think. <laughs> I think yeah, stay puff marshmallows, but they also mentioned Twinkies in the movie, so yeah, um, we use the analogy, yeah. <laughs> But you know, it didn't I? I would say like I was just like I'd never had a Twinkie before, so I was I was fascinated to see what it was all about. So I ended up going out and getting a box of Twinkies and being like, eh, I still like Joe Louis better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I liked about the film is the the chemistry of, of the characters. Um, yes, the, the banter, uh, really great writing. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the gore was awesome. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, not not huge and much for plot. Uh, just just following these these people day to day activities. Um, it's slightly heightened uh, realism, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just the conversation of what they miss and and, and uh, kind of like what we're doing right now in this pandemic is like yeah, what we miss. <laughs> sort of, yeah, um, and. Probably one of the most um, famous aspects of the movie is um, Columbus's set of the rules. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read a few of these rules to you. Please and, do. And the, <laughs> and so you you tell me what you um, you remember you remember the mean, meaning. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, and this is a combination from both the original and Double Tap the the sequel. 
I didn't see Double Tap, so please don't. Oh, tell me you anything. did. Okay, so yeah. I think I think the later ones were from Double Tap, but okay. So if you don't recognize it, I'll uh, I'll assume that's yeah. Okay, that's cool. Okay, um, let's see. Rule number ten: uh, Don't swing low. Is that from the second one? Because okay. I don't recognize that from the first one. You don't recognize? Okay. So don't swing low basically is if a, a zombie is still dangerous, even if he has no legs. Oh. Yeah. That's smart. Okay. Yeah. Um, number five, no attachments. Yes. That's that's from the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Very. That's, um, yeah, not getting close to anybody like don't don't have any like anything like don't get close because you know someone's gonna have you're gonna have to kill someone you're gonna have to at some point you know you have to off them if they get bit so yeah don't get close right um number 21 it's a marathon not a sprint run like hell you know just keep running that's what i think it is right Uh, don't keep no, not not quite. No? It's, okay. It's don't um, don't tie yourself out too quickly because they're they're not that fast. Uh, uh, okay. You can't outrun them, but um, yeah, you gotta you gotta do it. Uh, gotta be smart about it, and that kind of uh, ties in with number one, cardio. Yep, I love car. That one is uh, that iconic scene where the the chubby guy is running across the football field from the zombies, yeah. <laughs> and and he's like, "Poor fat bastard." And I was yeah. like, "Oh," <laughs> but it's true. Like, I would, I would probably not make it. My car, like, I mean, I do good cardio, but like, I don't run normally, so that I would not make it. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um... If you're not fit, you're probably not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, uh, seat belts. Yes, always wear a seat belt. You never know when you have to crash into something and you don't want to go through the windshield. Thank you very much. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, number seven, travel light. Yep, don't carry a lot of uh, luggage with you. You know, just put the clothes on your back and... And your gun, and that's it. That's all you need. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, this one's kind of obvious. Number 31, check the back seat. Always. I still, <laughs> you know what? It's such a, but it's such a girl thing for me to yeah. always check the back seat. So I always do that before I get into a car, especially at night. I always look in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do, 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 do. let's see here. Uh, number 17, don't, mm-hmm. be a, don't be a hero. Yes, don't be a hero, unless it's absolutely necessary for you to be a hero. Exactly. He, uh, he changes that uh, near the end of the movie. Yeah, be a hero when uh, he's saving Little Rock and Wichita from, from being eaten. Yeah. On the the drop zone ride. Yep, yep. And I'll do one not uh, one more here. Um, number twenty eight. Double knot your shoes. Oh, you don't want low laces coming undone, right? Like, is that what it means? Like, yeah, you don't yeah. want you don't want to trip yourself up. 
yeah, you don't want those laces to uh, come undone. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's a good list. Some of these were also added through an interview with Woody Harrelson and um, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Uh, so they, they added some that didn't make it into the film, but were, were present. Yeah. So, I love Double Tap. Double Tap is one of the best ones. Make sure you shoot that thing twice because you goes, never know. That goes for serial killers, too. I mean, if you get if a guy Thank you. Halloween Thank you. falls down, you double tap that guy however way you can. No, you unload as many bullets as possible into <laughs> that person. It's different in a zombie world because you want to like save your bullet, conserve your bullets because yes. you don't know how long you're going to have bullets for. But like in a horror movie serial killer setting, you freaking unload your clip and you keep shooting that thing until it's set. And then, <laughs> and then you behead them because <laughs> yeah. you don't know. That was, uh, I mean, uh, Annie and Friday 13th uh, learned that uh, got, got oh, her God. down twice and did not finish the job. And she came back after her and finally had to go up to beheading. Yes, thank you. Thank you. She, you know what? She, she took my advice in the 70s. I wasn't around then, but she knew. Uh, 1980. 1980, it came out. Yeah, 1980. Yeah, that was eight years. Eight years before me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Z- uh, Zombie Land uh, came out. It was really the first zombie movie since Sean, I think, where that kind of uh, leaned into the comedy as well. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was it was kind of a breath of uh, fresh air. Uh, we were already uh, a few years into The Walking Dead, um, so it- uh, actually, no, not yet. Oh. I don't believe wasn't it? No, I think oh, Walking, Walking- Dead. In, uh... just a little bit after like a year later yeah okay that's right yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean the, the comic book it was after the comic book had been released yeah we were Correct. a few years into that story but not the tv series right um it did spawn a sequel i won't get into it you haven't seen it um yeah, yeah no, no, is, is it just is, is it funny or not it's funny yeah it's funny i think they lean a little too heavy on their interpersonal stuff um but um, it's it's worth if you have it on streaming. It's it's I, I'd say it's still worth a watch. It's still entertaining. Um, yeah, I didn't really like what they did with Abigail's character. Um, okay, and she's absent for a lot of it. Um, okay, but um, and then uh, Eisenberg and Stone go through romance difficulties and all that, that a rough, I, they're hitting a rough patch yeah that that kind of weighed the movie down a little bit um but there's still oh. some very there's still some very entertaining um uh aspects to it uh, i would say it's it's not as solid as the first one um uh, mm-hmm. but you're not going to end up hating the series if you see it yeah and there was talk of a there was going to do a tv uh, series they did do a they did do a TV series. It was uh, on made? Stars for a uh, a season. It really? just didn't. I... It didn't get as much traction as it should have. Wow. I, I mean, they sort of continued with the characters, but not the actual actors playing. Like they, it was a TV version of all those characters. Huh. So, um... I mean, they could have gotten Woody Harrelson. I'm just saying, he'll do anything. He'll do TV. He'll do movies. So I don't know. 
Uh, no, it was not made. Uh, I thought it was because I no. saw a trailer for it. Yeah, a pilot was made, and it was through Amazon. Okay, so it was Amazon. Okay. Yeah, it was not picked up. Uh, mm. But I don't know if I would have been there for a series, though. Like, I mean, it's kind of... Yeah. I don't think... And I mean, I'm just biased because I love the series so much. Ash versus the Evil Dead. But I think that's one of the few um, series that really has yeah. sort of really made the good transition from film to TV. So well, I, I mean, but would it have if um, Bruce Campbell was not involved? I think so. If you recasted Ash, do you think it would do as well? I don't think so. I think there's I, so much fan backlash that it would be obliterated. Mm, uh, apparently I don't know. Kind of what happened <laughs> with Zombieland. It was so yeah. much because they're just they recasted the characters and there was a yeah. huge fan backlash against it. And uh, I have a yeah. quote here from um, the uh, writer uh, or, or the creator of it here. Um, I'm trying to get his full name. Uh, his last name is Reese. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but the quote is... Uh, Reese. Yeah. Uh, he says, I'll never understand the uh, vehement hate the pilot received from diehard Zombieland fans. You guys successfully hated it out of existence. Mm-hmm. So I, I really don't think Ash versus, uh, versus the Evil Dead would have worked without Bruce. Well, I, I think he has so much free time anyways. I think he, he's just like forever going to sign on to something related to that because that's pretty much the only thing that he's most relevant for <laughs> other than Xena playing uh, Ares. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he, 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 yeah. He's not doing as many um, independents as he uh, used to. That's for sure. Yeah, no. Um, so, but uh, anyways, uh, so that's Zombieland. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Next, I would like to Okay, next I'm going to talk about another one you have not seen. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's cool. <laughs> um, which is called uh, Kingdom. Yeah, okay. Relatively new series. And uh, another one that breathed kind of new life into the zombie genre. Uh, it took place in um, uh, ancient China. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back it up here. It ran for six episodes on Netflix. Okay. Um, it was a, a, a lavish production. Uh, beautiful sets. Uh, it's and it, it frequently went over budget on their <laughs> on their episodes. Um, sorry, it wasn't wasn't China. It was Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took place in the Hosan Dynasty. Uh, but it, follow, it follows the uh, crown prince, Lee Chang. And uh, it, the first few episodes are very uh, like political drama. Uh, and I, I really got into that. You have this, uh, this, this king who uh, recently passed away. And he died of uh, what seemed to be smallpox. And now you have this um, uh, crown prince who was born of a concubine. Uh, but hmm. but but the 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 father of the king's wife wants to 
bring another heir um, who has more of a legitimate claim on the throne uh, to the to the forefront. And uh, this this child was uh, uh, was a uh, the queen consort uh, produced the son. So you you have this uh, kind of political drama going on. Uh, in the back and in the background, this this zombie threat, uh, which has some new um, aspects to the virus uh, coming out of it. Um, it, 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 it was really good. Uh, it, it, it was really good uh, build up. You have um, they they showed the disparity between uh, the the haves and have nots. How how the abject poor were just in like horrible living conditions we're starving um and we're, we're not getting medical aid when the when this uh it seemingly was smallpox was was spreading and uh, in in the background you have the, the political machinations going on with, with with the queen and the council and now this prince who's a who's a good guy um and he discovers uh, the king uh, is still moving around, even though he's dead. And they're keeping him, uh, they're keeping his body in chains and uh, saying that the king is still alive. <laughs> so uh, uh, it, it was it, it was so nice to see a zombie uh, show or film not in modern day. I. I love it when you can take a genre and put it into a different period, time period. Yeah. And still make it uh, compelling and, and, and add in your own wrinkles to it. Um, yeah, I would agree. Like that, that's, you know, we don't need the same cut and dry all the time. We just need it, like a new interesting take on it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they, this, this plague is more dealt with um, through a. Uh, I don't. I don't want to spoil it. I won't spoil it. Yeah. It, okay. it, you uh, do find out the source of the zombies, uh, mm-hmm. but so it, it's it's a unique uh, take on it, which uh, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. Uh, fantastic uh, battle scenes. Uh, uh, really inventive ways on how they dealt with the zombies uh, mm-hmm. this, uh, the, this prince as he it, it focuses on one village specifically and you get you get some standout characters appearing out of there uh, mm-hmm. and then the crown prince comes and kind of takes over and starts getting things done it's, it's like people are like oh no you can't behead our you can't behead the bodies where death is de- uh, of our dead is desecration and he, mm-hmm. He's like, no, we, we have to do this. We have to burn the bodies and chop them up. And and the zombies are really creepy. Um, they are they are fast moving as well. Um, they uh, sleep during the day. Um, and they, the way they have them all crammed up in like little shadowed alcoves and all that as as they're waiting for night is like super creepy. Uh, yeah, it's it, it was a damn good series. One that surprised me. One with a lot of story and character development, and uh, just a mm-hmm. build a build up until that those last couple episodes where everything goes to hell. Um, 
highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Uh, season okay. two is out. I haven't seen season two yet. I'm going to start watching that very soon. Uh, but it's called Kingdom on Netflix. And um, unfortunately, it was plagued by a, a few uh, disasters. <laughs> there has been two deaths on on the uh, on the set. Uh, one was a accidental one. Uh, well, it was through overwork. One was a writer dying in a car crash, and one was a uh, castle being burnt down because of uh, dissipated snow in a not, not smart way. Because uh, they were doing a, a shoot, a, a one-off um, uh, episode um, for some backstory. But uh, mm-hmm. despite despite all the bad luck production has had. Um, Scored very, very high on uh, uh, criti- critical aggregators and uh, has, has gotten really good uh, critical response too. Mm-hmm. That's the kingdom. If you want to see a zombie film with uh, in a, set in a different period in a different country, then uh, give it a go. Highly recommend. Yeah, I, I, I ten I, out of ten. I do recommend. <laughs> it, it's it's a slow burn at, at first. But it is set up the story. It's getting you invested into these characters. Mm-hmm. So, don't worry, the zombies do appear. But I was mm-hmm. like really intrigued with the uh, with the drama. So it wasn't just like dull drama until you could get to the zombies. It was I was actually finding it pretty intriguing. It was it was like a well mm-hmm. a well done period drama for the first uh, few episodes. Yeah. All right. What would you like? All right. Um, well, I can briefly touch on uh, World War Z before I jump to Anna and the Apocalypse because I just love that book so much. All right. Um, and it was written by, again, Max Brooks, who did the Zombie Survival Guide. It was released in 2006. Um, and it's, it's a post-war diary from perspectives of people who have survived the zombie apocalypse or the zombie war and it, it's so it's such an interesting take because i mean if you've ever read a like a post-world war ii diary and, and just from like it's just from different parts of the world like it takes some of it takes place in japan russia um it takes place in the u.s mostly because a lot of the perspectives are written from people in north america but it's such a great. I don't know if you've read it. You've read it, right? Yes, I've, I've read. Yes. Yeah, we we briefly touched upon it last episode, but uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I read it when I was working at uh, Chapters, and mm-hmm. um, it was frequently on someone's favorite book um, shelf. You know, we had our own little personal shelves that we could put up. You know, David recommends. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, as soon as, as soon as I read that, that was a mainstay uh, on it. Um, these great little mm-hmm. through a frame frame and device of a uh, interviewer. These this this these great little stories all over the the world. Uh, main yeah, as you said, mainly in, in the states, but uh, and di- different people's survival stories of the the zombie outbreak. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah. Every one of these stories could easily be like an offshoot for like a television series or a movie. 
they were oh, agreed. so well detailed and uh, documented. Yeah, I mean, I can vividly remember some of the stories, like uh, the Japan story, where that guy is a gamer, and he sort of is like, he he doesn't talk to his family, he's sort of estranged from people, he doesn't go out, and then all of a sudden he finds himself in the middle of the zombie apocalypse, doesn't know what to do or what's going on, and then shimmies down his building, like all those balconies. Yeah. To sort of get out without coming across anyone, which was nerve wracking for me just reading it, going like, oh my God, he's crazy. Why would he shimmy down balconies? <laughs> That's like one of the no no's of, uh, of, of being alive is like not putting yourself at mortal risk, which is that. But um, yeah, that's one of them. And then there's another couple of stories that I, I, um, like I enjoyed, which was uh, the I don't know if you remember the the one with the little girl who who uh, like th- this is post the war, right? So mm-hmm. she's grown up, but he goes, she would have been what we would have called the modern day supermodel. She's a very attractive woman, but she has the mind of like a six or seven year old because uh, where she grew up in in the in the small town in the south in the states. Uh, they were overrun and they run into this church to take survival. And when, when it's basically, they know that they're not going to make it out right. alive. The mother tries to smother her. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they find her in, they find her in the wreckage. She's still alive, but she clearly doesn't get past it. I don't know if it's because she has some level of brain damage, but it's probably because she couldn't get past that situation she's so like traumatized by it that she sort of is stuck in the the mindset of the child that she was because she you hear her talking from the perspective of what's going on all those people talking around her going we have to get to the church the mom going come on sweetie it's okay it's okay and then like as the mother's like trying to like spare her um being eaten alive you hear going it's okay sweetie it's okay and then like she goes and then i it was all black and then all of a sudden, there's all these people, and they're pulling me out, and and I don't know what happened to Mama, and it's just it, it like it really resonated with me because I was like, oh my god, this is so horrible. Yeah, he. But yeah, he. Matt it was Brooks takes, so real. Yeah, he takes the human element, um, and and really brings it to the the forefront. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the the blind man in the forest uh, one. Um, yeah, that one was good too. That was really good. The um, the soldier who the paratrooper gets caught in the trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, yeah the 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 one in Japan was uh, was an excellent one as well. Uh, yeah, even the one that took place, I think it was in Africa. And when yeah, it was the, first starting out, and and yeah, it was, it was very. It felt very much like, oh, this could be um, uh, uh, a different. Uh, like it, it felt like it was being treated like a, like a plague or or Ebola virus or something. It felt like that type of uh, uh, environment. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, well, they call it African rabies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the book, which is, it's crazy. Like, I mean, it, it's sad because, I mean, they basically, it just basically describes what would happen in an actual yeah. pandemic. The areas that would be hardest hit are the most impoverished. 
Yeah. And then the ones that we wouldn't hear from anymore are already like North Korea, where you wouldn't, it would just go dark because there's no connection to the outside world. So you have no idea what's happened within their borders right. if they've managed to survive this attack. But, you know, I, and then like how they use the nuclear aspect to sort of eradicate the zombies, but then it creates a whole other problem with the nuclear holocaust, the winter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they're still, they're still, uh, living with the after effects of that. It was probably um, the most real world look at yeah. that I've ever read. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, this took place in, like, I mean, this took place in 2006, so from a perspective of a guy who, and I mean, you can just pull from history anyways and, and see how these, how an event like this would affect the world at a large scale. Yeah. And I mean, we have, we're thankfully not like when you think about the pandemic we're in currently is that it's like, thankful it's not zombies because <laughs> we'd be in a whole mess you of trouble. It's bad now. You think it's bad now? Well, let's throw zombies into the mix and it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it it like I I loved it and it and it, it it's so vivid. It's written with such a like a a vivid voice. Like you just you can imagine it. You can see it. You can picture it. It feels like a movie. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, when they made the movie, they didn't do that. They threw almost everything that was great about the book out the window. Yeah, and threw Brad Pitt into the role and. I I mean I don't particularly I, I like I mean Brad Pitt's good good and all but like mm, Brad in Pitt terms of needs the right director that gets him you you put him yep. into a generic role and he's going to give you a generic performance yep agreed you you, agreed. you hand him over to and I I don't think I think you said you're not a fan of his role in this but you give him to a guy like Guy Ritchie. And he's gonna do something with it. Um, mm-hmm. I loved him in Snatch, <laughs> but it, disagree. I loved him in I loved him in Snatch. I loved him in Twelve Monkeys. Um, Twelve Monkeys is great. You know, okay, just these, you you have me at Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> just these off character, these really eccentric uh, characters that he 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 gets to play. Those those are my favorite Brad. Pit roles, uh, even his stuff yeah. in, in um, Oceans. I, yeah, I liked Agreed. it, but okay. I found fairly forgettable. Um, mm, I don't know. I think it, because the second movie was mostly about him, yeah, and his relationship with Catherine Zeta Jones. I, I think it was a lot more memorable. But the first movie, he was just kind of like the the observation man. He was the intel guy. He was yeah. keeping an eye on the ins and outs. But yeah. But they second movie a little bit better. Yeah, but but they make him in in World War Z. He is the reporter. So in the original novel, the reporter is not in any. The the guy chronicling these events is not in any action scenes. It's all no great. It's all taking. Talking. He's just he's recording it. Yeah, yeah, he is just the recorder. He is just the device for the reader to uh, look through to get these stories. Mm-hmm. And the movie he's going from place to place as the the zombie is at its height as the apocalypse is at its height and that's mm-hmm. just not the case of the book so already you've changed the whole atmosphere of the book 
for for the mm-hmm. there's no ridiculous tidal wave of zombies coming at you. <laughs> Heavenly CG that is not going to age well. Um, no, and there's no personal stories really to it. And now, does, is he has is he trying to save his family at one point? I'm sure he is. Yeah, um, no, he is. At the beginning of it, they're trying to get out of. Yeah. I think they're trying to get out of New York. Right. It is yeah. such a bastardization of the book that I will never watch it again. And I was yeah. so upset that I even spent money to see it. Um, mm-hmm. I. I w- I'm not a fan. I, I, not, I can't even take it uh, as a, okay, well, it's different from the book, but it's it's still an okay zombie. I, I can't even say it was an okay zombie movie. I thought it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't an okay. Yeah, I agree. It was not. Mm. No, nope. Different. Hard pass. <laughs> yeah, me too. They, <laughs> they needed. It, this is going to. This would be a better television series. This it would be. be I would agree with that. Series, you know. Uh, with, yeah. with the only framing device being the uh, the interviewer, mm-hmm. and you would every every single chapter is a solid zombie episode story uh, through mm-hmm. a unique lens, a, a different lens. And yeah, it's like, agreed. It's so obvious to the fans of the book that that's what it should be. Not so obvious to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And Brad yeah. is totally miscast. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I, there's, uh, I don't even want to even talk about the movie much anymore, but yeah, it just wasn't, like, I I remember seeing it, the trailers came, like, that came out for it, and I was like, eh, this is a Brad Pitt vehicle, that's it. And I mean, it was produced by his own company, it was produced by Plan B. Right. So, I, eh. It did not need that huge budget. It It was not that type of story. Um, it's not no. so it was a miss for us yeah. so that doesn't even get an honorable mention no. from either of us as a zombie film no. but uh, uh, we can uh, now move on to Anna and the Apocalypse oh, which yes. I think was such a joy <laughs> to watch at least for me yeah I don't know I've seen it twice oh you have yep. okay once once uh, at the uh at film festival and once with uh, doing a watch with my friends. Okay, yeah, this is this is the one that I, um, Edward and I were in the early stages of dating, and I brought him to, and he was like, "I did not realize it was a musical. I do not like musicals. This was not, <laughs> this was not a win for me." And I was like, "Oh, this is not the movie I wanted to bring you to, <laughs> like to, like I love musicals, and I think he." He, uh, he, yeah, he spent, I think, as I said, prior to the, to our conversation prior to this recording, that he spent a lot of time talking with my friend Clara through the movie. And it was just, yeah, it was like, oh, I should not have, I should have like really forced you guys to watch that trailer because I, I want, like, I, I don't like bringing people to things they're not going to enjoy. Definitely, a, basically, for a niche audience. Uh, yeah, you have your musical lovers and your zombie lovers. That's probably mm-hmm. yeah. So if you if you're not into musicals, don't watch it. If you're like if you're not, I mean, it's okay. Like it's fine. And I, I initially wanted to just bring my like I was bringing my cousin Crystal with me. 
to see it because she was like, yeah, let's watch it. It looks good. And she's a musical fan. So it's very easy to enjoy that. But yeah, I, it was a, it was a, one of the, like you said, like you brought people to that one movie mortuary where you were just yeah. like, Oh no, that was a bad choice. Oh no, no, this no not mortuary. Not the movie mortuary I... was the one. After... Oh, the second yeah, after the that. One, yeah. The one before that. I can't the, remember, but the it was a possession. Yeah, one. It was <laughs> but yeah, just, yeah. I loved Anna and the apocalypse to, to take it apart. Um, uh, you know, it's, it takes place in Scotland and, and it's all about these kids that are graduating high school and it's around Christmas. So you have sort of that Christmassy vibe to the music. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. There's a good amount of gore in it. Um, and when you think about like breaking it down, uh, breaking down a zombie movie, you're like, how do these people don't like spontaneously break into a song anyways? <laughs> As they're killing zombies, like, I don't know how they don't do it. Um but I, I I loved it. It was such a fun little ride and a fun little movie. And I think it's gotten some. It, it got released through Orion. Oh, I know yeah, that much. Orion. It was released in 2017 by Orion, and like, and, and they've distributed and yay for Orion. I think it's a it's a good little engine that could movie. You know, yeah. it's. But I think they again they toted it as Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. <laughs> Yeah, and I haven't seen La La Land. I, so, uh, I've seen La La Land, and let's just say this is better than La La Land. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, I, I mean, I have so many things like I could talk about on another podcast about how I just I didn't see the hype of La La Land. So, well, I mean, La La Land um, was already missing zombies, so it couldn't have been as good as this. No, exactly. But it, it was... Uh, I would say it was definitely Shaun of the Dead esque. It really had that humor, yeah. and uh, and yes, uh, it. I would say it was like Shaun of the Dead meets Wizard of Oz. That's the way I would <laughs> see it. Like a little bit of a take on Wizard of Oz because it's got that little fun little campy. It was able to music break in it. A mirror up to itself, and it's like yeah, these, these are zombies, right? I don't want to say it at first, and so it it does. They don't act like zombies is is not a thing, like like mm-hmm. it's it's a cultural awareness that it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The uh the musical like I I am not huge at the musicals unless there's some sort of genre aspect to it. Um. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm not gonna see the sound of music or anything. At, I mean, I've seen The Sound of Music, but I'm not going to voluntarily see those type of musicals. But mm-hmm. I mean, to to give you a bit of background of my musical likes, first musical I actually enjoyed and and willingly went to and got tickets for was Evil Evil Dead the uh, musical. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I've seen that. Um, See, that's another one where you're like, I don't know how they don't just spontaneously break into song. It's like one of those moments. Like yeah. it just, it really could be a musical in, in terms of how highly like dramatic and stylized it is. Like over the top. Yeah. Like that it is. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I loved um, Anna and the Apocalypse. Such a fun little movie. And and there's like I mean not to spoil anything for anyone who wants to go see it, but there's a 
a scene with a zombie snowman in it, which is quite hilarious, where they kill him with a seesaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bowling alley scene was also yes. quite fun, too. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was some good uh, there was some good fight scenes in there. Uh, there's a uh, there's teen drama. Uh, there's, yes. There's the, the fear of growing up and growing apart from your your high school friends there. Um, yeah. It's uh, and then add add that to uh, uh, you know the zombie apocalypse there. Uh, there's exes involved. There's there's exes and axes. Uh, it's um, yeah, it, it's so. It's 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 kind of bright, colorful. It's um, it's it's yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's fun. I I don't know how else to describe it. It's it's just a fun little it's ride. It's a fun little ride. Uh, even if you have like somewhat of a liking of musicals, but you really like zombie films, it's a good one. It's mm-hmm. a good it's a good a marriage of the two as you can expect, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Good performances too by the uh, actors, mainly unknowns. Um, yes, uh, relatively unknowns. I don't think they've done anything major, especially Ella Hunt, who played Anna. Yeah, I don't think she she's, was really. I don't think yeah. she, she's a she's a standout in it. Obviously, she's the main character, but I don't think she's really done uh, anything outside of uh, of uh, Britain in terms of uh, like like anything notable or memorable i think she's been sort of a bit player yeah. on a lot of british tv series but yeah um you know it's uh she's great in it she's fantastic she's and i mean she sort of reminds me like like you know where she's in that scene where she's walking to school and all that horrible chaos is happening but she has her headphones in yes. and she's just living her life yeah. and I was like that would have been me <laughs> that would have been oblivious to me I would have been like listening to something walking to school like chaos is happening things are exploding and I would have not have noticed it and then you know it's, it, it's a lot of uh it's a it's a, it's a fun little scene where she's just completely oblivious to what's going on sort of an, again a nod to Shaun of the Dead where you're so in a routine that you don't even realize there's chaos right erupting around you you know so and it is yeah again it's a fun little ride and and there's some musical elements into it yeah so. um the d- director john mcphail uh said he was yeah. influenced by rocky horror picture show the breakfast club mm-hmm. as well as the uh once more with feeling episode of buffy the vampire slayer Yes, that's a good episode. <laughs> um, he also does some nods to past zombie movies uh, as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, a nice, nice little one. Doesn't doesn't need a sequel. It was it was good on its own. Uh, yeah, it gets pretty grim at the very end too. Oh, it does. And I mean, you you I I, I you saw the Toronto After Dark as well. You went to that yeah. screening, right? Yeah, where you, I mean, the audience was so invested in that movie where it's just like that the towards the end where you just hear going like no yeah yeah oh come on dude like you hear people going come on dude like seriously yeah like you're gonna do that it was it's (laughs) yeah it ends on kind of a down note um Mm -hmm. but so it's it's not like i mean it starts off very cheerfully uh but it it, it gets darker as it goes on Uh, yeah 
Well, it was good for an hour and a half. Like it was an hour and, and 38 minutes. So it was, it was, it was, I think it was very well paced, but yeah, the ending is kind of a downer, but I mean, when you think about it, they're in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. You don't want it to like end with an upbeat ending, you know? Yeah. Not like how Sean ended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. Uh, with some hope. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it, it's musical. It has satire. Um, but it doesn't, it's not all satire. They, they do take, it, it's like Sean. Sean had serious moments as well. Mm-hmm. With him and his mom. And that, that was, uh, that was kind of. Yeah, like, that was the bummer moment, really. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it balances that line with music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think it might still be available on Netflix. I think you can still watch it on uh, I yeah I don't know because I again like I haven't watched it since it I was, watched it it's not one something that I would rewatch like I mean it's good for a, a one viewing but I don't think I'd rewatch it a bunch of times yeah. for me I would, but, I would probably, yeah. probably watch it again I I enjoyed the performances I think the a musical that I rewatch over and over again without any hesitation is Rocky Horror Picture Show I love that movie so. <laughs> Um, all right, jumping back to Korea. Yes. Uh, breakout hit. Uh, Train to Busan. Okay. 2016, South Korean mm-hmm. film. Uh, it's it, it's 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 a train zombie film. <laughs> I guess you okay. could say. Uh, have you seen it? You've seen it, right? No, oh. I haven't seen Train to Busan. So I know, I know for shame. Oh, for shame! My, you uh, this week you have to watch this. I is it on Netflix I or think Netflix may still have it. Uh, okay, I'll look. Oh it up my because... gosh, it is fantastic! It's okay. they it, again. They break the mold of uh, uh, zombie films. Um, Oh, it's so good! I oh man, I, I didn't know you didn't see it. Uh, so, but I can watch. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll. If you want to spoil it, like I'll, I, like yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think I'll be disappointed. I won't get too heavily. I, I, I think it, it balances uh, plot and character and amazing action scenes. Uh, very well, very mm-hmm. well directed. Uh, let's see who did direct. Would you say it's kind of like video game style? Because I always Ooh. find like those movies, especially Korean and like, like it's just that act, like it's a level of action. It's especially if it's taking place in like a closed environment, like a train. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Video game style. Not sure. Would you say it's kind of like? Does it have a raid feeling to it? Like not raid, but you know what I mean. Raid with zombies, like where it's just like you have there, to get from one card yeah, car to the next. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. They're definitely like as as the the cars are filling up behind them. Uh, the the next bat, almost 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 like another train uh, uh, film. Uh, what was that called? Oh, it's a series now. Oh, uh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, you have that kind of. I'm, I'm talking more of the movie, uh, that, that kinetic yeah. action. But you're you're following a a, a father, a divor- uh, workaholic, a divorced father who is um, taking care of his uh, daughter, and he's just 
kind mm-hmm. of failing as being a, a, a dad uh, on many aspects and um, he uh, trying to get to uh, Busan uh, via an early train from Seoul station just as the outbreak is happening uh, people being bitten turn fairly quickly are mm. alerted by sight and sound um, it's oh it's so well directed uh, the director was Yon Sang Ho um, let's see what else he's done here uh, he also did a film 2011 called The Crucible um, uh, I don't see much of anything else though um yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the first Korean film that broke the audience record of over 10, okay. 10 million theater goers. Mm-hmm. It was, so it was a huge hit uh, over there. And it did uh, pretty well here. You know, you would see it at TIFF, and, and, and it got um, kind of limited release as they usually do uh, here. But it did very mm-hmm. well. It, it scored very high. Get a slew of uh, passengers on, on on this train, and you get to know each one of them fairly well. There's a few uh, trophy ones there, but um, for the most part, you really it really centers on the uh, the father and daughter, and mm-hmm. surrounded by him. There's like a uh, baseball team on there. Uh, just, mm-hmm. You know. Classic zombie eclectic group together have to have to fight them off. The zombies are very fast, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just really well done. I, I highly recommend it. It is, and so they they have to make stops occasionally, so they have to get out and, and brave the station that they're going to or a train yard. Uh, you find out his company is connected with the outbreak um it's oh man it, it was fantastically shot great cinematography kinetic action uh real human mm-hmm. characters it it was wonderful uh, i heard a lot of the buzz around it um i unfortunately did not get to see it on theater i had to i, I watched it on netflix um I would love. Mm-hmm. I would. I would definitely. If it came back to theater, uh, I would. I would go see it again. If like one of the little theaters, and I would would reshow it. I would. Uh, love to see it on big screen. Um, yeah, it's. I highly recommend it if you have not seen the Train to Busan. Uh, it's it's another fantastic mm-hmm. uh, uh, Korean horror film, and they've been. Yeah, you know what? I I think Korea is pretty good for that too. Like, I mean, there's a lot of like Korean horror, like I mean, even Korean ghost movies that I I love. Yeah, like that sort of take like kind of they kind of beat the Japanese ghost movies as far they're, as I'm concerned as well. Like, them. That, definitely, yeah. The J horror yeah. seems to have had its time, and they're not really put, putting out anything that's too amazing. Of late, or it's not no. making waves. Well, I mean, it's it's not making weight. One, it's, they're not really making as much waves. But I feel like the problem with J horror is that uh, American cinema adapted a lot of their original yeah. work 
and it did not translate well. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a lot of a lot of um, Asian uh, horror films have a lot more nuance and a lot more a lot of cultural meaning. reference too, which is hard reference too. Yeah. yeah, which doesn't quite translate well in American markets yeah. uh, when they adapt it uh, for American uh, movies. You know, just right. you know, when you think about the Grudge, did not really translate well i mean juan i mean when we think about it the only two that really did translate well and made a lot of money in the american markets was the grudge and juan well juan and then um ring you know and even then it when you watch the original rings movie like ring you and you watch juan and you and there's just so much more depth in them and I mean, they tried to do that with Dark Water as well. They tried to do uh-huh. that. They tried to translate that. They tried to do um, that one with all the computers there, there, there taking a slew over. of them. After the success of yeah. Ring and the moderate success of The Grudge, we, we just had so mm-hmm. many. And, or, or, or they tried to do almost like a co-production with, with uh, Japan. And I, I, like, I, think, I think The Grudge was a co-production. It was yeah. a co-production, and yeah. It's uh, just, yeah, we, we had so many come out then, and it, it, it just kind of flooded the market, uh, these these adaptations. and uh, Yeah, or One Missed Call was also one right. that like just did not translate great no. <laughs> in terms of that. But yeah, um, but yeah, like definitely K-Horror is, is it just, uh, Korean films in general are really starting to, take over the markets and really starting to be amazing like, yeah I mean, you think about them. parasite and 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 so yeah. forth like just or great like new ideas like, yeah yeah it, it seems it takes a foreign market to come up with a new idea for a genre and then it's adapted here you know it's like for yeah. years they'll they'll just kind of rehash the same thing here in North America, Canada, or what? Well, uh-huh. I mean, it's mainly North America, and um, it, it, it's always oh, it's this meets that, or this meets this, and not like an original concept. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, as, as entertaining as some of this stuff is, it seems to take them way longer to figure out something new than the foreign okay. market. And then when okay. the foreign market comes in with something new, then we, they, they just adapt it. I was like, come on. <laughs> Think yeah. of something new yourself. Yeah, no. I mean, come up with a, your own. And the, I think the worst part is it's really hard to, again, come up with an original concept and something, like especially in the North American market, it's really hard to come up with an original concept without drawing some sort of reference to something that's come before. Yeah. And I think we do we do that a lot. Like we're we'll be like, oh, it's like Star Wars, yeah. but you know, with with this, and it's it's like, no, this is a new idea. It has nothing to do with Star Wars. Stop comparing it, is... it to something that's come before it. Like Attack the Block, they tried to do that with Attack the Block, and I I was like, no, this is a really great new idea and a new concept. Don't don't it's compare alien. it to some other yeah. alien. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Don't do that. Like, just it's its own standalone concept. It's fresh. It's a good take on the genre. Don't do that. You because, know? and I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was, like, yeah, you were saying like it, it's because it's um, like the studios don't know how to relate or 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 market it. That it comes down agreed. to that. It's like, oh well, we can only market it if we reference something well loved. So we have to get, even if it's a small aspect of it, we'll, we'll, we'll compare it to that small aspect to get people into the seat. Rather than, you know, yeah. making a marketing campaign that is suited for the movie that it's coming out. Like, put some thought mm-hmm. into it. Get some fresh ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's hard, but it's probably all these veteran marketing people who just are just stuck in their old ways or, or, or stuck in how Hollywood wants stuff done. And Yeah, well, just keep it to the pitch and then make its own, again, yeah, like you said, keep it, if you want to, like, sell it, keep it like this, but when it comes to actually, like, marketing that film, don't make any reference to any previous material. Just, it's a fresh new take on yeah, the genre. People and are that's going it. in with these expectations and it's if they're not meeting their expectations, then they'll be mm-hmm. disappointed or 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 whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I think that movies that will show it to uh, or or like um, respected directors who have seen it and like can say a good thing about it, that would might help in draw if you need quotes or something, do that. But you know, mm-hmm. don't put in quotes. It's Jaws meets Sound of Music. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, Again, like Anne and the Apocalypse. It's Shaun the Dead meets, La La. Uh, yeah. you know, La La Land. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't meet La La Land. It has no vibe to La. Like, I mean, that was the thing that really but, bothered me. Was like, it has no feel to La La Land. They only mentioned that because it's. <laughs> oh, it was the last musical that did really well at the box office. <laughs> It was yeah. critically acclaimed, Again. and it's just <laughs> the yeah. But uh, yeah, Agreed. with for but Train of uh, Busan uh, is is I would say fairly uh, fairly not completely original take, but a new take on uh, it's a yeah, fresh, a fresh take, take and on it. Uh, just really well directed, really well acted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I got nothing bad to say about it. I enjoyed it. I seen it okay. twice. I will probably see it again. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you have another one. I have cooties, and it, you just said I you just recently, recently saw, saw cooties. cooties. Yes. Which is a lot of fun. It's a it's a fun little film. It yep. is again. Like I love these. Like the the post, like Shaun of the Dead. Thankfully, I I say thanks to Shaun of the Dead. These films have now more of an injected comedy into them. You know, it's it's not all just heavy, dark. We're all doomed. The horror, uh, yeah, the horror comedy genre is is kind of uh, out on its own. Uh, You can even Mm -hmm. go back to. Evil Dead to an Army of Darkness. Yeah, that helped uh, help bring that about. Um, where, where yeah. and, and the good ones are like really good. Mm-hmm. 
Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's another good one. Yes, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is a good one. Or um, even uh, like honorable mention, it's uh, the 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 Boy Scouts uh, survival oh, guide. Is it good? That one's good. Okay. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this one is was written by Leigh 1L and Ian Brennan, and we all love Leigh 1L because he's just he he sort of has been able to to sort of take the horror genre in a new direction and i mean even with uh saw and uh-huh. and the conjuring universe and insidious i mean and lights out was a sleeper i loved it but like with his studio he's sort of been able to take the horror genre into a new direction nice. and, and you know like as far as i'm concerned i love I love Lay One L. He's he's just, and he's he's Aussie, right? I believe he's Aussie. He's what? Is he Aussie? I think oh, he's Aussie, Australian. Yeah, he's Australian, but yeah, he's just. I think it's that whole outsider perspective that really gives him that inspiration, you know. And he's been really successful in the American markets, obviously, um, with his work. But uh, the Cooties. It was released in uh, 2015, or sorry, 2014. It was at, released at Sundance, but then it had its world premiere in 2015. Okay. So it was. It uh, takes place in Illinois, and the place is called Fork Chicken, <laughs> foreshadowing what happens. Um, so a poorly prepared batch of chicken nuggets has a mutant virus the thing that made me and it's the delivered most was the meat plant uh production so, <laughs> yes. I was like, oh god <laughs> this is why i will never eat a chicken nugget again <laughs> i i will i still eat chicken nuggets so oh, okay I wasn't, I wasn't and I, I i i eat wasn't... chicken but nothing processed like that oh god <laughs> Uh, I love chicken nuggets. I won't. I won't lie. I don't eat McDonald's ones though. I can't. Um, but uh, I McDonald's is not one of our. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I love your French fries though, and your Sundays. So I will eat those. The cows come home. But anyways, uh, it the chicken nuggets arrive at the Fort Chicken Elementary School, and a little girl is the first one to consume it, and she gets infected um so it's mostly it's actually a story about a horror writer his name's clint and he comes back to his hometown of fort chicken sort of to uh rediscover himself um to sort of release his writer's block in a way and because he's sort of he had a bunch of hits but like he's having a real hard time coming out with his next big hit. So he goes, I'm going to go back to my hometown and, and sort of reinvigorate my life, maybe become a teacher. And he becomes a teacher at the elementary school and he's reunited with uh, his high school, like crush played by Allison pill. And uh, it's, it's such a fun little movie. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's dark and then we have um what's his name rain wilson Um, uh, Wilson, yes is he plays the gym teacher who's really bad at basketball (laughs) 
but I love him. And it's such a departure from uh, from Dwight. I mean, I think he's really worked super hard to sort of be like, I'm not Dwight after The Office. But um, uh, what's his name from uh, from what's his name from from Lost, the big guy who's the bus driver in the movie? What's his name? Oh, he's having a he's having a yeah, his Uh, Jorge Garcia. Okay. Okay, I always forget his name. I just think of him as the Purdy. guy from Lost. So, Purdy, yes. Um, he he plays the, the bus driver, and, like, he's in the bus the entire time. He's having, like, a trip. Yeah. He got high, and he's in the bus. So he kind of isn't a part of it. But he, they kind of throw back to him every once in a while for comedic yeah. relief. And it's kind of fun. Because he's watching all this stuff going, I was like, oh, whoa, what kind of trip yeah, am I yeah. having? But... Um, uh, he's, uh, so basically in Clint's class, the girl that is, uh, Shelly, the little girl who was the first to eat the tainted chicken nuggies, um, attacks another boy in her class because he, it's, it's such a gross scene, but it's such a sick, awesome scene at the same time. He pulls a pigtail out of her Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross! Old, it's gross, but the old little little shit pulling the uh pigtail, uh, little girl's pigtail, and it comes off. <laughs> oh. um, um, and uh, but they they're making fun of her because she looks so sick. Like, ew, what's wrong with you? Ugh. And then he pulls her hair, and it's like, oh, that is yeah. gross. I would, if it was me, I would be freaking out if I pulled someone's hair out of their head so easily. Um, something's going on. What here. I liked about this is it, 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 it was kind of a microcosm of uh, how the world would react to a zombie apocalypse. Like, no one listens to the yeah. science teacher, <laughs> no one listens mm-hmm. to science. Every time he talks, they get he gets talked over, Late one or everyone character. leaves the room, yeah. or <laughs> whatever. Um, it's uh, <sighs> it. it it was a lot of it had, so the 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 virus only affects children and anyone who has not gone yeah. through puberty because apparently the, the chemical <laughs> uh, balance of puberty um, renders the virus um, the, pers- the people get sick but they don't get infected they don't yeah they get like like a stomach flu yeah. basically yeah. it's like oh, I got tummy distress but it's not so yeah. we're dealt with zombie children and dispatching zombie children <laughs> which is funny because you never in the earlier zombie films you never see zombie children barely see zombie children yeah and then when you do it's like such a like it's such a such a downer because you're like oh now i have to kill this yeah child. and it's usually not done on oh, screen no. if, if you see that exactly uh, it's children in peril is not a not something people enjoy mm-hmm. watching so just uh, takes yeah. it and puts it in the forefront <laughs> yeah it definitely mm-hmm. like oh they they dispatch kids in such creative ways too um uh there's one scene that uh, that's so creepy when they're going through the vents oh. and you see that little like you don't see the kid but he's on a uh, like the kid is on a trike yeah tricycle oh, yeah, and then go uh, riding around the hallway and it's playing like creepy little like like 
music like not like uh like almost toy box yeah. music and it's riding up and down the hall and it's creepy yeah. but it's so well it's one of those scenes that really affected like it was like it really like got me i was like oh <laughs> this is so creepy and then the scene where they it's the end of the day and they're trying to get the attention of the parents around the roof going hey don't let the kids into yeah. your car oh yeah the one and it's the mother on the phone yeah they're like hey no yeah. and then the kids get in the car and it's the, yeah. quick, the parents are quickly yeah. dispatched and the parent and the kids in the back, everyone everyone in the town is just massacred in the yeah. station wagon or the minivan whatever that was. Uh, uh yeah i was it was a lot of fun uh when you told me about this uh, the, the cover or the poster is cheesy as hell it looks like it was made from the 90s just like this kind of yeah cut and paste um, photos of the like yeah yeah oh well it was oh man I'm, I'm looking at it now and it's so it looks like a this is a video rental blockbuster uh it's, yeah it's like oh we gotta get all the characters here doing weird poses and and suit they're kind of superimposed on the background <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i love elijah wooden horror movies he oh, just has that God. sort of uh that innocence that wide-eyed yeah. innocence that he's managed to carry from his his younger child actor days like i he, he's one of those few actors where i'm like he has not lost yeah. it he just he still has that very like even though he's like in his what almost yeah. 40s now Probably. he he just has um he has that very wide-eyed innocent like and it's and you forget that he is Frodo Baggins <laughs> in this role you kind of are able to sort of like block out the fact that he was Frodo Baggins for three super long films and that's a good thing um because I think he sort of he doesn't have like honestly Elijah Wood doesn't really have to act no. anymore but, like Daniel Radcliffe um, yeah, he, he doesn't. And have their to. careers have kind of gone on the same path, where you can tell they're just yeah. doing what they want to do, and what they want to do is very yeah. far away and removed from what they are famous for. Exactly, and it's not like it's not like a purposeful like, oh, I'm doing this because I want you to forget that I'm Frodo Baggins or Harry Potter. Yeah. It's just I'm having fun doing these little indie like quiet sleepers yeah. um and again great cast you have jack mcbrayer uh nassim pradad lay Wanell, ring wilson did i say ring yeah. wilson already no i didn't uh okay <laughs> uh yeah and it's just it's such a great little again it's such a great little cast they all play well against each other there's humor um uh, it's, and it's really well done for a zombie-esque yes. movie like I mean they don't say that it's the zombies they just say it's like a, a virus like they don't even mention that these kids are zombies they just say that they, they got have cooties. Like they're, they got <laughs> cooties basically yeah they they, so. they definitely I mean they're they're, they're rotting away they're, they're, or they're blistering yeah. or whatever it's, it's close enough to zombies as, as you can get um yeah. Uh, these, these, <laughs> these things aren't coming back. So, whack away. No, these kids aren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. It, it's a. It's a fun. Uh, it's a fun horror comedy. Yeah. yeah. 
and and uh, uh, yeah, it was it was. I I didn't watch it. Like I mean, it had a very limited theatrical release, so I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it again. Movie networks right. have sort of been my saving grace when I can't get out to go see the movies. So like, especially with the indie like hits, they they sort of find their way on there, and I'm able to watch them and. Uh, 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 again super 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 fun movie to watch and and there's a, a good level of balance between dark and light in it like uh, as far as like as far as the movie is like there's a lot of there's some good amount of heavy but and it's a good amount of scares but it's also very like injective with comedy again no one listens to the scientists and I think it's it's like no one listens to the voice of reason and then everything falls apart and you're like uh well duh because yeah. <laughs> we didn't listen to that smart guy in the yeah. corner that's why <laughs> uh it was uh produced by elijah wood's production company specter yeah yes yeah i i and he's he's such a he i mean again he gets to do what he wants now <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um he also did a um a newer horror movie it was him and Stephen mccaddy with uh, where Stephen McCaddy plays a serial killer in it, he sort of made it like in his second run now. He's sort of playing like these weird, like indie film like guys, like serial killers. Like he's been in a few now where he's played a serial killer, but it's Elijah Wood plays his son where he's coming uh-huh. home for the first time and he's reconnecting with his father and he finds out, yeah, dad's a serial yeah, killer. I- <laughs> it's called Come to it Daddy, was at I think. Toronto After Dark Film Festival, and I saw it. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Was it was it good? so I... good. <laughs> it was so okay. good. Um, but um, I don't know if the trailer spoiled it. That was, yeah. I, I didn't know Dilly going into this. I, I, yeah. I saw a teaser trailer of it, so I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. So halfway during the film, it just flips, and I was like, I did yeah. not see this coming at all. I, at first, it was just kind of a dark um, look at this son trying to reconnect with his father, and uh, but mm-hmm. like something weird is going on. Uh, but you you don't find mm-hmm. out until halfway through, and it's not yeah not you no know, it, you're it's not really he's a serial killer. It's it's something else. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, no, there's no spoilers in, in that. Uh, but okay. It, it's okay, different, good, good, good. It's different <laughs> enough that yeah. After I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, uh, Elijah, you're like awesome. <laughs> it was it was it was a lot of fun. I, I yeah, um, he he's definitely making a name for himself in indie yeah. horror, which I, I think he's really found his home within the genre. Like it, it gives him enough room to yeah. play. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Robert Rodriguez and Sin City for op- op- opening the door yes. for him for that. <laughs> yeah, because I I think it like it's a hard it's a it's hard to come away from being Frodo Baggins for three yeah. films. So Sin City was such a like it was a huge departure yeah. for him in terms of the the innocence. But I don't know, he still is able to keep that wide eyed innocence. He does somehow. And it's amazing. Like he just—I think that's who he is at his core. He's very—he's a very open guy. But yeah, yeah, he's Cooties was great, and you 
you're really sucked in by his character because he's just he's trying to be the hero uh-huh. but he's also the reluctant yeah, very, hero very in a lot and of no ways. one's like really listening to him uh, no they're looking, exactly they're, no one's taking yeah, him seriously they're looking at <laughs> the gym teacher you know who's, who's, hey, well, maybe, yeah, maybe not they're everyone, looking at Dwight but the gym teacher thinks he's the leader <laughs> but not necessarily everyone else uh, <laughs> who is yeah. um, uh, Rain Wilson um Mm-hmm. All right, so we go from that, and I'm going to bring us back to Korea because I seem to be hooked on that right now. Um, okay, that go was for it. a film I watched at <gasps> Toronto After Dark Film Festival. We are, we are okay, not which one? By them, but other no, but we do <laughs> we go do to them <laughs> when they um, This was <laughs> I Am a Hero, and this is based yes. on a manga uh, that has. 20 or mm-hmm. so odd uh, volumes. Uh, apparently, they have um, every story is focusing on different characters, like a different lead. But this focuses on the very mm-hmm. first one, and it's just called I Am a Hero. And it is uh, about a manga artist who is, let's say, he, he imagines conversations going differently than they actually are. He's He's, mm-hmm. he's an introvert, uh, and uh, he's just not where he wants to be in life. Uh, just kind mm-hmm. of a, 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 just like a, a, a hard put up. Like the manga industry is grueling, and the amount yeah. of work you're expected to put out on a even weekly basis, they all. And not just the like, just the amount of work, but the amount of yeah. quality. They are work. underpaid and overworked uh, to, to the extreme. Yeah. Uh, and he's like 35 years old and he's just in a low-paying job and he is, you know, he feels unfulfilled and just like as average as you can get, maybe even a below average guy. <laughs> um Mm-hmm. And uh, this news reports of a uh, disease uh, nicknamed uh, ZQN. And uh, it starts to happen around him and starts to turn people into homicidal maniacs uh, that behave very mm-hmm. much like uh, zombies. And uh, there's an attack in the office and he escapes. And now this very average guy has to fend for himself. And get mm-hmm. out of get out of the city. Uh, beautifully shot, uh, fantastic mm-hmm. action scenes. Uh, yeah. The zombies portray a they have like a, almost like an echo of their former life in them, so they'll keep on yeah. doing an aspect of their former life. So if, if there's a jogger, yeah. he'll jog. If there's one who likes mm-hmm. ice cream, you'll see them like going into an ice cream cart or something like that. So there, there's yeah. still a bit of humanity in there. Um, he encounters a girl on the way out who looks like she had been bit but is not completely infected. Mm-hmm. Like her eye is is funny uh, and she's kind of comatose but she's still uh, she's still a human for mm-hmm. the most part. Uh, so he, he mm-hmm. t- takes her under a care 
and he ends up with uh, a, a group of survivors and they, they run into like there's a, there's a uh, clan or a gang that has protected people uh, mm-hmm. man I, I put it up there I, I went in with no expectations for this film but damn yeah. it's a good zombie film like so good uh, this guy's yeah. rise to uh, being from like a meek uh, person with an overactive imagination to to a uh, to a survivor and, and, and one who can come up with a plan and, and, and one who you know comes into his own uh, is, mm-hmm. is really great. I, I hope they adapt more of it because you can definitely keep on going with it. Uh, yeah and uh i man i came out of i came out of that theater just like so happy um uh, i just saw a, a little trailer it wasn't even translated in english um uh, so yeah this was this was a subtitled movie uh if mm-hmm. you uh want to see it um you can still see it if it's actually on funimation yeah, Funimation is like is a great distributor out of yeah, out of, not just out of like Japan yeah, and yeah, Asia. not just for anime, but they they do live action, um, yeah, genre stuff as well. I think they've also they also did that uh the the samurai like that uh, dead sushi, the killer sushi movie. I think they also uh, released oh, okay. that one through Funimation. Yeah, but yeah, like it, I liked I Am a Hero. I had a lot of fun watching it. It would like again. I, I like you. I went in with no expectations because I try to go into a movie all the time without any yeah. expectations of what I'm going to like. You know, because I find expectations, you end up being disappointed. Right. So I, I would rather. I love being pleasantly surprised yeah. by something. <laughs> so this was a pleasant surprise, and yeah, again, the the trailer didn't really give a, away a lot in terms of story so and i've never read no, the manga so so I, I again it was beautifully shot uh, you know it's it and almost comic i would say it's almost like the manga like i like what i've seen between the the actual sh- shots of the movie to the manga like what i've seen online it's Good fairly similar yeah, yeah. um and they do, yeah, they do different aspects to to this. Like, like I said, the, uh, the zombies have the echo of of their, men. but mm-hmm. then some of them retain skills, and not just retain skills, but it almost it they almost get heightened because of this disease. Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the high jumper, wow, <laughs> yeah, that was that was an amazing scene and. This, this this athlete zombie could jump extraordinarily yeah. high and then would land on his head yep. and by the time we see him he like has this flat head um but uh yeah it just it, again did something uh different with it and um it, it was a lot of fun um actually i have a uh because i'm watching the uh, attack on titan anime series so i'm gonna see that end I, I have a subscription to Funimation. I think we better rewatch that film again. I think the the really cool part of the movie too is like how uh, like I don't know uh, 
like if they really delved into it as much but as the manga like from what I've seen is where he's able to sort of because he got the main character got attacked by his girlfriend yeah he got bit at the start of it like he did get bit so but she didn't break through the skin and she didn't draw blood but he has this weird power where he's able to manipulate the zombies like a puppeteer yeah that was a cool aspect to it where i'm like yeah we've never seen this take yeah. on it before okay like i'm yeah. here for it <laughs> yeah um yeah great great film. I, i'm now to the point where if south korea comes up with a zombie movie i'm gonna go see it <laughs> And that wraps up our look on zombies, uh, one of our favorite subgenres. Had a lot of fun discussing some of the various archetypes of this subgenre. Uh, it is a topic I'm sure we'll go back to in the future. There's so many left to cover. Um, it's it would take many many parts to get them all as you can tell this was recorded uh, a little before army of dead uh, army of the dead excuse me was released uh, we have since done a detailed dissection of the film and that is going to be up uh, very shortly so watch for that uh, until then i'm david for mallory this is megan tain violence i'll see you next time